0: This is Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone.
1: Let's get it started! On Dubai Eye 103.8. All right, all. I hope you're enjoying your day thus far. What is it? It's a Tuesday morning. It's just after 10 o'clock. You know what that means. Uh, yeah, it means the weekend's just a minute closer. But uh, to help you get even closer to that, uh, we have brought you starting up with VirtuZone. We are live here on Dubai Eye three point eight, all the way through to 11am each and every Tuesday where we're discussing the wellness industry today, the rise of startups tapping in to the Booming market, what are they? Health tech, uh, wellness tech, well tech, you, let, you know, Feel free to send in your thoughts to us on that one. Globally, the uh, wellness industry is valued at, what, about $4.5 4. trillion dollars or thereabouts. That's according to the latest figures from the Global Wellness Institute. It covers everything from fitness and nutrition to sleep, mindfulness and overall health. We're also going to be talking about the mental health of founders. We'll catch up with Ali Salama, the founder and the CEO of tech startup Empower. Uh, Empower have, of course, been making headlines. Uh, recently, so we'll be talking to Ali uh, about that uh, and all things mental health. And Nadine Karadak and Sundeep Sani, the co founders of the wellness app Valia will also be joining us. We've got Company Clinic with Virtue Zone answering any of the questions that you might have, so get them into us. This is uh, Starting Up with Virtue Zone each and every Tuesday live on Dubai i103.
0: You're listening to Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone
1: on Dubai I-103.8. Right, it's all good and well, uh, us being here, but we need you to get in touch with us. The topic today, startups tapping into the wellness industry and discussing the mental health and the well-being of entrepreneurs. How do we do that? With your thoughts. Uh, you can get in touch with the show. It is a fully interactive show, both uh, during and after. So have you say now. You can text us at any point on 4001. You can equally get in touch online at Dubai I1038FM on any of our socials. If you want to reach out to our friends at virtue zone uh, all you have to do is tap in at virtue zone on facebook and instagram or at virtue zone underscore uae on twitter do remember to use the hashtags starting up with virtue zone and hashtag be your own boss and it is a warm welcome this morning to my co-host for this hour uh, each and every tuesday uh, the founder and the chairman no less of virtue zone mr neil petch uh, neil good to see you
2: Top of the morning to you, Tom, and what an awesome morning it is. I've got three reasons for you, actually. All three. Number one... Yeah you were laughing the whole of Business Breakfast with Richard and Richard won four awards with the team at Raw yesterday and he lost one of the awards in a taxi <laughs> and we all know, every single listener knows that that taxi driver is going to return it because that's what Dubai is like. So that's reason number one. Yeah. Reason number two, you said it's Tuesday, the weekend's nearly here yeah. we can't do that anywhere else yeah, that's so that's, true. that's, that's, that's true. Dubai Counting and three, question for everyone which country in the world has a Minister for Entrepreneurship and SMEs. Answer, the UAE. And that Minister yesterday was behind an amazing announcement, something that I've been telling you was coming for the last couple of weeks. Do you know what it is?
1: No, but I'm going to ask, that would be the perfect point for us to do, well, this. Well briefed.
0: The business stories you need to know this week.
1: What was it?
2: Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. If I were to tell you guys listening, you entrepreneurs and you startups, that a government-backed entity is providing 30 billion dirhams over the next five years to put in specifically to startups and SMEs, would you be excited? So yesterday, Emirates Development Bank did a launch. It's a business banking app which is powered by Yap, those guys who brought out an amazing consumer Banking app makes everything incredibly easy for people to do, gives an amazing customer experience. Emirates Development Bank, and a key thing I noticed, all their business cards are .gov, which shows where the backing is. So yet again, the government's listening. It's putting money behind this sector. And the really, really fabulous thing, we set up about 400 companies a month. The vast majority of them are still free zones. And the vast majority of them are one or two man bands. And they don't particularly want to spend loads of money on an office. Mm. Tom, Elon Musk at the moment wouldn't be allowed to set a company up here in the UA and get a bank account unless he came here, number one, mm. and had an office uh, number two. It'd be mm. difficult to do without that. Emirates Development Bank looked like they're changing this. So the Minister for Entrepreneurship there yesterday, Dr. Ahmed Al Falasi, mm. was there and he and the CEO of EDB Ahmed al-Nakbi was saying if you've got a trade license and that trade license says you're a free zone and you use a hot desk as your facility to operate Then we're cool with that. That is sensational news behind getting people started
1: Has that been one of the big hurdles up
2: until now exactly? Yeah. Yeah, it's look in my opinion the most you know you compare the uae to malta hong kong british virgin islands where there are hundreds of thousands if not millions of companies those places are kind of you know smoke and mirrors they're mm. not real countries yeah. here we are real, we have real industries, mm. we, we have economic substance, which is a thing that people like me sometimes think is a bit of a barrier, oh my goodness I'm going to have to tick all these boxes, but the UAE has real economic substance, there's real reasons to be coming here. Just sometimes there's a bit of friction in setting up a bit of red tape. And this is one of the, the incredible things that looks like is being removing. And watch this space because there's, there's more things coming in, in this area. But I'm so excited on behalf of startups out there. And obviously, we're going to be doing our little bit. Beehive, by the way, are partnered in, are in, this, in this deal. They're partners of ours as well. So, guys, make that call. Cool. VZ.ae, we're going to help you.
1: Uh, and kudos to the EDB as well, Emirates Development Bank, um, uh, which have been very proactive, very forward thinking in recent. Uh, in recent weeks, and long may that continue as well. A couple of other stories that are doing the rounds for us today is Aynashem Mohammed bin Rashid al-Maktoum uh, has announced the creation of the Dubai Integrated Economic Zones Authority, Dubai Airport Free Zone, Dubai Silicon Oasis, Dubai Commerce City, uh, all coming together as a new entity. It's going to house over 5,000 international firms covering 20 key economic sectors and employing around about 30,000 people. Look, Rich and I were trying to get our head around this one uh, on the show this morning as well um, the best we can come up with is it it you know it's just making it's making free zones, but it's making commerce more efficient here at the moment
2: fair two things i'm going to say to this tom one um the one of the the gentlemen mentioned in in this press release is Mohammed al zaruni yeah he has got mojo he's making things happen across the board so i'm very excited about this i see it as Probably, and here's my this is just a personal uh, opinion, not a business opinion. I see it as a, a kind of a consolidation of information. look there are about fifty seven free zones out there. I'd see that continuing for for an awfully long time. Um, but those free zones sharing information, things like if you're set up in one free zone, can you legally operate? from another free zone you know let's say you've set up a factory and it's producing things in Jabal Ali but you'd like to have a sales office in Dubai to sell to people why do you have to have two licenses mm. you do at the moment so let's try and remove the friction and and I think that this is a sign of that and the second thing is they mentioned what one one of the zones is is the e-commerce zone this is a massively expanding area in the world mm. obviously and in a country where we have loads of space for warehousing brilliant infrastructure brilliant logistics we should be taking advantage of that so again it's a it's a you know highly encouraging thing and that's coming from the very top of course yeah. uh, the announcement
1: we're liking the streamlining uh, indeed More stories, and they just keep coming uh, when it comes to starting up with Virtue Zone. Uh, Dubai recorded a 54% year-on-year increase in the number of new business licenses issued in August. These are the latest figures out of the Dubai economy. 5,885 new licenses issued in August alone. That's up from 3,829 in the same month last year. Look, apples and pears to a certain degree. There were a few issues. Uh, August in 2021. We're in a better place, August 2021 one, but we'll take those numbers.
2: Yeah, actually, August was already bouncing back heavily in, mm-hmm. in, in our sector, so I think that's an incredible stat, and and a lot of it, I think, comes down to some of the legislative changes. I mean, to give you an example, Tom, we had a, a, a customer this week, Standpoint Middle East. Mm. They're a real estate company. Real estate is booming. I saw an announcement from Allsop and Allsop saying, you know, there's traffic on the streets, the malls are full, house prices are... are Rising. We don't want them to rise too fast, but they're definitely rising at the moment. And we helped uh, uh, this customer switch from having a local partner to having 100% ownership. Uh, my guys, you, you, you actually co-hosted with Paul Bryson. Yeah. He is an absolute expert in this area. He He's and Gary Thompson eh? run this. They know how to do it. And we've got a whole bunch of customers changing to 100% ownership. And of course, what that gives you is confidence, ability that you can invest more because you're investing in something that you own 100 percent, which is brilliant so it's happening in front of us at the moment
1: uh, also something that's happening in front of us at the moment i wish i had it in front of me at the moment <laughs> uh, is something that is um a first not a first for virtue zone but it's good to see all the
2: same front page coverage what's going on Oh my goodness. So, for so huh? many, 28 years in the UAE, Tom, and, and finally my, my ambition. I wanted, <laughs> let, let's face it, I wanted to be on Emirates Man, not on Gulf <laughs> Business. Because I always Vogue say, Arabia. That I'm the looks in yours and my partnership. But you know this. This uh, listen, I'll take Gulf Business. My goodness me, I arrived 28 years ago. It was the magazine that we all looked yeah. up to. Finally. Somehow or other, we, we managed it. So I'd like to actually seriously thank, thank my customers, thank my team at Zone and all our partners because I had nothing to do with it.
1: That's perfect. That's like an Oscar acceptance speech as well, <laughs> isn't
2: it? Thanks, Mum. <laughs> don't play the music
1: Tom listen Let's. Uh, we're gonna, we're, we're, we've are going we got more stories that we'll get through a little later on in proceedings we've got the uh, company clinic for you so Neil taking your question. in fact we've got questions coming in already really appreciate them Dave thank you very much indeed for yours and others if you've got any questions with regards to setting up starting up here in the UAE the man with the plan uh, is here uh, Mr Neil Petch happy to answer those questions a little later on next up though uh, we turn our attention to uh, Startup Spotlight uh, when we feature a new company that's making its mark since launching in May this year. It's called Valio Wellbeing. We'll find out more. You're back with Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and zone
0: Only on Dubai Eye
1: 103.8. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Get in touch with said show. You can have your say online, which we monitor throughout the show as well, uh, at VirtuZone or at VirtuZone underscore UAE. Uh, the hashtags, remember, are hashtag Starting Up with VirtuZone, hashtag Be Your Own Boss want to get in touch with us here on dubai i it is at dubai i 103 8 fm so let us know your thoughts time now though for a little bit of this startup spotlight Wellness startups are in the spotlight today, with the industry growing at a rate of 5 to 10% each year, according to a report from McKinsey. This week's feature is a new company that's making its mark since launching in May of this year. It's called Valio Wellbeing. Uh, here's our producer at large, Catherine Cunningham, with more.
0: Valio is a personalized app that allows users to track their health and well-being. Its co-founders are Sandeep Sani and Nadine Karadag.
3: Valio provides its users a simple, personalized solution that allows them to schedule health tests, receive detailed results and get guidance from a variety of the best international well-being experts, all at the touch of a button. Users will get to improve anything that is health and well-being related such as energy, sleep, weight loss, digestion and more.
0: Among previous roles, Nadine was a Director of Portfolio Management at GrowthGate Capital, where she helped accelerate the growth of companies. Sundeep previously co-founded Southeast Asia's largest e-commerce platform, Lazada, and mobile wallet, Halopay, which were acquired by Alibaba for $3 billion. In July, Valio Wellbeing received $3 million in seed funding with plans to use the funds for hiring talent, scaling its platform and introducing new products. Happy
1: to say that the co-founder is able to join us live on the show and also uh, live via Microsoft Teams. For a first here on the show, it's the first doubleheader uh, of our starting up spotlights and it is a welcome uh, to Sandeep and Nadine. Thank you so much indeed for both joining us.
3: Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having us.
1: Right. Let's kick off with what I'm sure is a well-versed and well-rehearsed uh, elevator pitch from the pair of you. Why Valia? Why start it up after the, 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 the individual success that you'd both had previously? What was it about Valia?
3: Well, uh, let's say we were both the individual success comes with their consequences. Right. Mm-hmm. So we were both very burnt out very tired and uh, we've been friends for 10 years we went to business school together and we when we wanted to take care of ourselves and really wanted to find something that is convenient and impactful it was really hard like the choices that you have was either go on social media and find some uh, random uh, advice google something and when you google something we all know what uh, the consequences are or you can go like to a high level wellness retreat and pay a lot of money so we realized there was really a gap in the market and it re- it became our mission to really make it easy to take control of your health from from your phone sunndy
1: you you are you 're obviously catching the eye uh, and you 're seeing the financial benefits already as well. recent funding news uh, raising three million dollars if i 'm not um, wrong so what are you going to do with that funding, and how do you use that to stand out from what is an increasingly crowded market
4: uh, so uh, the funding we received uh, is basically for expansion, growing the team um, in, uh, you know, a tech startup, speed is the most important uh, factor for uh, to continue and, um, you know, to stand out from your competitors. Uh, at the end, it's all about execution. It's about, uh, you know, how quickly are you delivering? And that's exactly what we've been doing uh, for the past three months. Uh, we started off with off two two products. Today, we're offering more than eight products on our app. Um, you know, expanding our marketing and also looking at uh, GCC, uh, so Saudi and other countries to, to open up soon.
1: The dean is the pandemic to blame or to thank in many ways for <laughs> the more wellness startups we're seeing all of a sudden?
3: You know how the human behavior is, uh, you need to go through a scare to start taking care of yourself. And the pandemic, I guess the only good news from it, it was like a global scare for people to really start being curious about their bodies, how healthy they are and start taking care of themselves. So definitely I would say one of the good things that came out of this pandemic is people really uh, you know, taking awareness of their health and not waiting to be sick to start taking care of themselves.
2: Yeah. Sandeep, I've got to tell you, firstly, uh, what a brilliant launch. And I've got to share with you that you are actually part of Tom's dream. He told me a couple of weeks ago he wanted to sell his company for $3 billion to Alibaba and then become healthy. So you guys are living the dream.
0: Uh,
2: I don't have that chance to dream. I don't have that time to dream. But speaking as, as a, a company owner, um, and I'm sure there's a lot listening, we, were, we, we actually have a, a customer in a similar area, and he was talking about rolling something out to both our staff and our customers to help them to sort of gamify and make competitive getting more healthy and the motivation and and less days off that that brings. So, Valio, does it uh, do anything for the the corporate sector that we can share with with all all those companies that are starting up now?
4: Definitely. So, uh, we are working with the corporates to offer, uh, you know, PCR tests, uh, uh, health coaching for their employees. Um, I'm sure you know most employees also get a health checkup uh, as part of the insurance, uh, and we're working with insurance companies to even offer that at the convenience of either the office or at home, so they don't have to go to uh, hospitals to get their annual checkup. But uh, it's work in progress, so yeah, definitely uh, there's a lot we are offering to corporates. Health coaches it's super popular. Um, uh, so that's going well, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's coming, isn't it? where insurance companies will give you better premiums if, if you're paying some attention to your health.
4: That's the idea, exactly. That's the idea. So and we have uh, we want to work uh, we want to have the data to you know go back to the insurance companies with the company uh, to, sh- to get better premiums, yes. Nadine,
1: it's a first for us today, uh, having co-founders on together. It's great to see you both there together uh, on the screen, joining us on Microsoft Teams as as well. But a quick question about that in terms of the positives to take away from, from starting up a new journey like Valio with a friend, with somebody you respect as well. What's it like, and you can be as honest as you like, Nadine, (laughs) what's it like uh, working together? And what is the key to co-founding, a successful co-founding relationship?
3: Honestly, uh, whoever is founding a company alone, uh, you know, good luck to them because it's really hard, right? From pitching constantly to investors, from setting up the team, from really having a vision and... You know and this vision every day you need to convince yourself that it's a it's a good vision right so one day i'll be the positive one sandeep will be like are you sure and then another day he'll be the are you sure i'll be like i'm the positive one so definitely a co-founder is uh, is something to have when you're uh, launching something in a new market um and sandeep and i have been friends for 10 years and we've been passionate about this project for a year uh, and i think like every day we realize how lucky we are to be working together and it's very very important to have a partner with you through this journey because it's not easy
1: sunday was looking a little nervously on there to that reply but he's got a, a, a big a sigh of relief on his face there but right to reply as well sandeep do you concur with what your co-founder says there
4: uh definitely uh, you know uh, Nadine and I i mean knowing each other for 10 years definitely helps uh, we can be open you can talk about uh, basically everything so a co-founder you should be able to speak about all the problems uh, you know uh, uh, what you're thinking um, as it comes not something that you have to you know uh, hide from each other or something we're 100% transparent um, and we all sit, we both sit together and Uh, we're the most paranoid people in the company
2: (laughs) so step one because you've just raised this 3 million and we were talking on on last week's show about things you need (coughs) to set in place right from the beginning to be able to raise funds give us give us three tips uh, uh, that put your company value in the best position to raise that money
4: sure so uh, look uh, the team is probably the most important several founders several investors told us that uh, you know they are more than the idea it's about the team uh, and they and they believe in us. So I think the team is the most important. Second, um, execution experience or uh, being able to show something uh, to the investor, not just a pretty PowerPoint presentation. Um, so we had a working prototype. Um, our minimum viable product was live. We had some tests, customer testimonials and so on. Uh, so that definitely uh, helps, you know, an investor could uh, basically, we walk out of the room and they could order our service to actually test uh, if this is something they would be interested. And uh, third is a vision. I think um, uh, it's very important. Uh, so we, Nadine and I, when we started this company, we, you know, we've been talking about it for a year. Uh, but uh, really what happened in the past year is uh, our vision grew dramatically. Like this is an easily a small profitable business or a very large Uh, You know, um, unicorn type business. So that's where, uh, that's what the investors also love. Sandeep,
2: you just created a new mnemonic VET, Vision Execution Team.
4: (laughs) We'll give that one to you. (laughs) Nice.
1: Print up the t-shirts I'll give you the now. Credit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to have to say farewell, but not before uh, we have got our, our well. It, it, it's it's soundbite time uh, because obviously we put together promos for the show, and to make Catherine's life a lot easier, uh, we are going to ask you both uh, for your last little piece of advice, your last little uh, nugget of advice to all of our listeners out there, all the entrepreneurs. How, given the fact that we are focusing on well-being of individuals, founders, -founders, co-founders, and staff, how can an entrepreneur, how can a startup ensure the well-being of themselves and their staff? What's the best bit of advice you can both proffer?
3: Yeah, Sure. I mean, one of our values in the company is that we can't take care of others if we don't take care of ourselves. So I always joke around, like we can't be burnt-out employees of a well-being company. So we always check in with each other, uh, you know, I always say a person needs to have their checklist to feel better. For example, for me, it's eating clean, exercising, waking up in the morning, meditating, but that works for me. So every time I'm stressed, I have that checklist. So what I would say is know what your checklist is and stick to it. Every time you feel like you're extremely stressed.
4: And, uh, I would just, just to add to that. Uh, yeah. I mean, as like Nadeem mentioned, uh, wellness is part of our value and it's just not uh, something you write on the wall. Uh, you know you you have, you have to invest in uh, company events, you have to invest in uh, uh, equipment uh, so people can do exercise uh, or just you know feel good about themselves without their teammates uh, sort of staring at them and so on. so it's a it's a company value that you are supposed to exercise, take care of your uh, food and so on.
1: Nadine, Sunday, thank you so much indeed for your time. Uh, congratulations uh, on the latest funding news. All the best with the Valio journey as well. We will be monitoring. But thanks for joining us this morning. Thank, thank you, you so you. much. Thank Take
4: you.
0: Care. You're listening to Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone
1: on Dubai I 103.8. Going to do a company clinic for you in a few moments' time. Um, uh, we've, in fact, got Neil Petch here in studio uh, who is willing to answer questions on all things startups. So make sure you get them into us now. Time now, though, for us to uh, focus on yet more uh, industry leaders. We're discussing the wellbeing industry this morning and talking about the mental health of entrepreneurs. Last week, we talked about a brand new report from Empower, which highlighted that only 9.9% of founders rate their mental health as i quote good empower is a tech startup aimed at creating solutions for mental health and well-being in the region here's kc with more details
0: Empower first launched as a magazine in 2019. It has received recognition from Harvard, the World Health Organization and the UN for its efforts to facilitate mental health solutions, advising government and business entities. Its founder is 24-year-old Ali Salama, who started Empower after his own depression diagnosis.
5: In a nutshell what we do is we make mental health fun and engaging so we work with government entities and we work with pretty much any stakeholder to bring about more awareness and engagement around mental health to find the right solution that caters to youth or to people starting their careers to be able to live a better quality life.
0: Ali has been listed on this year's prestigious Forbes 30 under 30 list. He's currently developing an app, to take Empower further.
1: Looking forward to this one because uh, I like the report. It made a lot of sense and I'm looking forward to speaking to the founder and the CEO who's been kind enough to give us a little bit of his time. Why I say kind enough? Because Ali actually splits his time between Dubai and Toronto. He's currently over in Canada. Uh, So Ali, good morning to you here. I don't know what time it is there though. (laughs)
5: <laughs> thank you tom it's 2:30 uh, 2 a.m here in toronto
1: well thank you. thank you a for staying up late or getting up really really early which whether away it is but really appreciate your time with you and love the report in fact last week uh, neil and i discussed it at some length here on the show uh, the report about the well-being of entrepreneurs in the region raising funds number one cause of stress is that of any surprise to you personally and professionally
5: Actually, uh, not really, because it's just a very stressful time. You know, entrepreneurs have always an idea that they want to fund. It's their baby. And raising funds is typically uh, time consuming and very emotionally taxing and demanding. So with the pandemic kind of heightening all that there is uh, or all that usually any person would feel in any given point of time, this was something that uh, was just very, very, very freshening to kind of see in front of our eyes that it's real and it's not just uh, something that we just guess that entrepreneurs go through.
2: Ali, I'm so glad you're on the show because I've actually got a personal question for you. I'm trying at the moment to... Drive our company towards a brilliant q4 i 'm sure millions of entrepreneurs out there are in the same position and i 'm trying to do that through a combination of collaborative leadership and also providing strength and you know this is the way that we 're going to do it so here are the horns of my dilemma you 've just seen that the England cricket team has stopped its tour of Pakistan due to fears of of, of mental health we 've just seen Simone Biles, perhaps the greatest of all time gymnast pull out of a team event in the olympics and the opinions that people have given have been very very different you know pull for the team or no she was incredibly brave so both sides to the spectrum and and as a somewhat middle-aged leader i'm trying to make sure that i've got my finger on the pulse so what advice can you give us
5: yeah, no, I think it's very important, you know, to focus on the culture of whether it be a, you know, I I, I was a professional athlete swimming um, in Egypt and in Dubai. So, you know, from that professional background in athletics and now uh, leading my company, I think the best way to kind of figure out that solution is to really kind of drive the culture in a sense where there's uh, room for vulnerability. There's room for yeah. people to actually not fear um, not just speaking out because yep. speaking out is a very sort of, uh, it's, it's a coin word that's now used in the industry, but I mean th- people to feel comfortable sharing and having a collective input because it looks very different from one company to another because, you know, I think it's a, it, it, it comes down to the collective team and what they find to be better. Some teams um, work better in a remote setting, some teams just need flexibility in a different manner so adapting to whatever that may look like looks different for every company as and you will get the, the answer if you have that, uh, that culture that allows for people to give you what you want as a leader to succeed uh, uh, and drive Q4 results, uh, but without them having the fear of se- sort of saying how they feel because of all the limitations that we know right now companies are going through because people need to stick their jobs and people have that financial stress as well. So you've uh, got to create lives.
2: an environment where people are not afraid to talk about and reveal their weaknesses because they feel they're going to be supported
5: absolutely and they feel they're gonna be loved and heard and seen and also given that platform even if it's not really addressed right now in Q4 so if people decide that there's a solution kinda of needs a little bit more time to to get adapted to that company but at least they feel that you're taking their feedback and you're acting on it that really motivates uh, people in a team or in a company to kind of drive forward to work towards that solution. So Ali, I've got
2: 110 staff and I'm thinking about that for each and every one of them. They've got challenges every day, getting up at, um, you know, who knows what time in the morning to reach work and so on and so on and so on. How could we use Empower to help us?
5: That's a great question. So what we do is we work with different companies right now to figure out exactly according to their audience how we can best in, create that engaging um, uh, uh, activation to get the data that we need. So for example, with the government of Canada, we worked with marginalized youth. And what we did is we created an online event and we had a survey in that online event with a really kind of a fun way of doing it. And we were able to showcase exactly what that community needed, and we we submitted that as as a report, as we did exactly here with WAMDA and Microsoft. Uh, And this is why we are kind of one of the leading uh, people in that report, and we, we love that. I think the most important thing that leaders like yourself and and myself are starting to get aware of is the importance of mental health data that wasn't available before covid and now people are willing to contribute to that to find solutions and work together and develop what they need to move forward So give us five
2: flags that you'd be looking for five points of of data on, on mental health
5: so that's a very good question i think the most important thing is what are the highest causes of stresses uh, for people working in a, a given company. That's one thing. Um, I also think that uh, one thing that we kind of really need to focus on is how uh, comfortable do people see the, the work model right now? Because a lot of people in different areas, in different sectors, uh, find that they're more comfortable working from home. So that remote model is very still, it, it's, it it's, it, it needs to kind of be a little bit more defined because the hybrid is what I think is going to really drive mm. results moving forward and what that looks like for people. And I also think there's, I think, a few different factors that we can discuss um, that uh, really depend on the nature of that company being it a tech startup or being a and it it really depends on the activities based on uh, how people yeah. I think uh, interact on a day-to-day basis. I guess the but main thing I,
2: that I picked up from you there sorry to cut in Ali is is that gathering data is not just a robotic function it actually starts with listening doesn't it so you're showing your team that you're listening to the challenges that they face.
5: Oh absolutely it's it can never be robotic because I think that um, one thing we need to understand is those are real human beings, and um, it's not easy. Like I, I definitely know it wasn't easy for us to put this report together. We had to do many uh, touch uh, points and touch bases back with the founders to kind of let them know that it's a, it's it, the data wasn't going to get um, released out. It's going to be aggregated. No one's personal information was going to be shared. I think that is what I, I believe um, is sometimes the most difficult part. But if you kind of take a step back and and open that culture of vulnerability and kind of make sure people are feeling safe so whenever you need to kind of get that data or start listening you already have sort of and you already have that foundation and that's what they do uh, in the biggest companies out there they they always kind of have hackathons to get the most innovative ideas out of those scrummage that they have and i think That's kind of the the way to go when you want to see how or how to optimize for best results Mm -hmm. within the culture of the company by always having those uh, safe spaces, I would say, uh, where people can go and you can always find out what's not happening very well and what's happening great and what works to have better performance results. I think one of my friends, she's an Olympic swimmer, she's always telling me, Ali, happy swimmers. Are fast swimmers. So I would also uh, right. <laughs> bounce that back and say happy employees are very uh, highly effective employees.
1: Just very quickly, Ellie, we've run out of time on this one, but in 30 seconds, what's different about the new app that you're launching from what you've been doing with Empower Ready?
5: Yeah, that's a very great question. The new app that we're launching together, its uh, we're putting it uh, out there, hopefully, within the next few months. It's going to be Literally a virtual safe space where you can have an all to go uh, platform where you can access uh, services. And what we're doing right now, all that I can say is we are solving for the navigational process of mental well being. We want to have a standardized and a centralized sort of place where people can go and find exactly a tailor-made process so they can start their journey within power to access all the beautiful resources that are there in the MENA because everything is a little bit scattered and we're really excited to sort of bring everything together and showcase it out to the public.
1: Looking forward to seeing more of it really appreciate you staying up late for us Uh, Ali I knew those were swimmer's shoulders the first time I saw them those are swimmer's shoulders aren't they?
5: (laughs) Yeah 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 I'm a fly sprinter I love fly butterfly
1: (laughs) Good on you, fella. Always good to catch up. A big thanks to uh, Ali Salama for joining us live on the line all the way from Toronto, Canada via Microsoft Teams. He's the CEO of Empower. About to launch their new album.
2: More of starting up with Tom Urquhart and Virtuzone
1: in moments. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Appreciate all the input from uh, you. Appreciate all the input from the guests as well. Uh, Time now for us to do this. Company Clinic. Right. Opportunity for us to put a few of your questions uh, to Mr. Neil Petch, the founder and the chairman of Virtue Zone, who's alongside me here uh, in studio for starting up with virtues Zone each and every Tuesday from 10. Um, we've got a couple of questions that have come through. Um, a lot of focus on the wellness sector. This one is from Paul Watson, who is from Fitness Focus Food. Say that quickly. Um, the wellness sector in the ua is, because, is booming at the moment, says Paul. As as an owner of a wellness program, I've noticed a much higher demand for such services from both individuals and corporations. Value for personal health has grown significantly since the start of the pandemic, and it's amazing to see. Thanks for the comments there, Paul. Um, I mean, that just reflects what we've been talking about is that, yeah, there is an opportunity there online. There's an opportunity for businesses, but at the same time, it comes down to just human empathy, doesn't it? Understanding
2: your own team more, as you've been explaining. Absolutely, and when people are looking to invest, they're looking for hot sectors. This is a hot sector 4.2 trillion, you mentioned it earlier. We had a customer in B2C to B. This guy was, you know, just had a, a regular company with us, uh, unassuming uh, chap Vincent, or another Canadian, actually. Don't know if he had swimmers' shoulders, Tom. But <laughs> he, he, he's representing a $3.6 billion wearable company. You're seeing everyone wearing things that are monitoring them, themselves these days, consulting on that. So, guys, these companies, these international companies, are coming into the region chasing after Saudi perhaps chasing after Iran when when that opens up touch wood so be in a position because a lot of these companies are going to want to acquire they're going to want to get market share quickly and they're going to want to have expertise so this is an area that I would strongly suggest that one looks at and follow the journey of of our customer.
1: Listen, if you uh, have got any questions that we don't get the answer to or don't get the opportunity to answer uh, during the show, worry not, because VirtuZone continue this one offline straight after the show. So we'll be continuing uh, that opportunity for you to interact with them straight after 11 o'clock. One of the stories we didn't get to in our, well, brief section a little earlier on, uh, Neil, interesting one uh, off the back of the Abraham Accord, uh, celebrating a year's anniversary now. Number of Israeli companies in the UA is set to grow by 100%. Percent in 2022. Now that is a significant number. This is according to Dorian Bank, uh, Dorian Bank, uh, sorry, Dorian Barak, the president of the UAE-Israel Business Council, who says he expects 1,000 Israeli companies to be active in the UAE by this time next year. Um, obviously, we've seen the ongoing relationship between Israel and the UAE developing uh, over the last 12 months. I don't know. I just want to get your thoughts on this with Expo. What? nine days away now Mm. and all of those different countries from around the world sending delegations coming in more focus on the uae i think we're going to see more of this with other countries setting up here in the coming months Yeah, i've got
2: two things for you firstly if dorian barrack says it it's true he's one of the cleverest most switched on guys that i've met financier Out of with huge New York experience, but working with a lot of local companies here. So (laughs) first time I had a conference call with him, I never felt like I was on my toes so much. Secondly, let's look at it this way, guys. Two huge countries have suddenly opened their borders to the UAE. One is Israel right next to us. And the second is global nomads. 75 million of them around the world, all of whom could be basing themselves from here. And increasingly, it looks as if we're removing the hurdles. We spoke about banking earlier. We're removing the hurdles to them setting up easily. And the stats are just showing that it's the right time to be investing. So, Mm. yeah. Long may that
1: continue. There's another one that we didn't get to earlier. I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. It was District 2020's Global Entrepreneurship Programme, Scale mm. to Dubai, calling on all applicants. Another entrepreneurship program, another platform.
2: We keep coming. You know what I like about Dubai? You see in the Olympics... Quite often, these white elephants, these amazing stadiums that are built, and and then 10 years later, there's moss gathering. You know, Dubai already has a plan for what it's going to do with it. When you run a a democracy where you're depending on getting voted in, it's tough to be long-term with your strategy. Um, Dubai achieves it. It's long-term. It it has big dreams, and it executes it. So, Mm. you know, I think we're seeing the benefit of that.
1: This time last week, I, I said to Neil, I bet when we come back in a week's time, you're going to have more big news, aren't you? And you went, yeah, I think I probably will. Um, is there, is it worth me betting that this time next week you're going to have more big news for us or not?
2: I'm pretty sure that we are. <laughs>
1: money talks it is the gift that keeps on giving the show that keeps on giving at the moment it's the country that keeps on giving as well opportunity aplenty Uh, Neil Petch as always thanks very much indeed much planned for the rest of the day just making coffee for friends and colleagues just going to be celebrating
2: United's victory over West Ham Tom oh dear you just literally
1: had to stab it in the the end didn't you that was the last comment of the day (laughs) (laughs) congratulations the best team won Uh, a big thanks to Mr. Neil Petch. Big thanks to all the team at Starting uh, at Virtue Zone. That was starting up with Virtue Zone. Want to listen to the interviews in full download? The podcast is available on the website straight after the show. Big thanks uh, to Catherine Cunningham and all the team behind the scenes. And a big thanks to Eisenbenchik for keeping us on air. Back next Tuesday from 10 till then. ta